the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal. Absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today it's my great pleasure to travel to Seoul, Korea, to meet my guest, Sangmi Kim, wine writer, communicator, educator, mentee and friend. Sangmi, thanks so much for being my guest today. It's great to hear your voice. It's been a few years since we last met. How are you? I'm very fine. Hi, Mark. How are you? It's uh, it's really nice to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, likewise. It's a very cold day here in Devon, but I'm imagining it's even colder in Korea. Well, it was, you know, uh, last week it was really cold. It went down to minus 10 degrees Celsius. But this week, it is quite warm. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. I saw some pictures you posted of some beautiful snow-covered scenes. Oh, yes. That was uh, Tuesday last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Sangmi, you originally worked in a completely different sector, in the IT sector. And I met you just after you decided to leave a very successful career and forge a new profession in wine. What were you doing previously? Why did you decide to leave that profession, and were you always passionate about wine? Yeah, um, I was uh, working as an IT professional, and it was in 2005 my company relocated me to Lisbon. Well, there I discovered my love for wine, (laughs) because, you know, I couldn't find any soju in Lisbon. (laughs) So (laughs) I started drinking Portuguese wines instead, well, um, to be honest, I didn't know about wine and because wine was not that popular in South Korea at that time, I didn't have much chance to enjoy it. But Portuguese wines were really delicious and uh, they made me fall in love with wine. After two years, I was relocated again to Austria and there I found Austrian wines very different from Portuguese wines. I was quite surprised to discover the variety of wines. So... I started studying wine from WSET, level two. And finally, in uh, 2012, I decided to quit my job and change my career to wine. I was living in London then and uh, studying WSET diploma. Well, you know, WSET has a very good curriculum about wine, but I wanted to study wine in a different point of view, uh, for example, in historical and sociological perspectives. So I applied for the master's program of food, wine and culture at Oxford Brookes University. And that's where I met you. I was, in fact, your mentor while you were there. (laughs) And I know how hard you worked to to gain an outstanding advanced degree. 
how was that Oxford experience for you? Did you enjoy your year studying? It was a big decision to go from being a, a professional to being a student again. Yeah, studying for my master's degree was much harder than I expected because I was studying for my WSET diploma in parallel. You know, I had to read a lot of papers, books, and uh, materials and prepare for discussions. And most of all, academic writing was the most challenging part for me uh, since I had only done business writing before and the terminology used in academia was very different from that of the uh, IT industry. So I had to do everything from scratch. However, I never regretted my decision to study the master's, uh, you know, not even a single moment, even though I didn't have enough time to sleep. (laughs) I really enjoyed those days. The most challenging time was when I was writing my dissertation. I did the research about Korean food and wine pairing, a subject that I always wanted to explore. It was really fun to study about the topic that I like, even though I was extremely busy doing surveys, interviews. I think that period was one of the best times of my life. <laughs> and as a result, I got very good grade. And, you know, recently, one of my wine students also entered Oxford Brooks to study wine marketing. Oh, good. Yeah. I wrote a letter of reference for him. Good. And he said he chose the school because of me. Uh-huh. I was really happy to hear that. Oh, that's really, really good to hear such a positive experience. Now, I was speaking to Don Sloan just yesterday. Don, who, of course, was the head of the School of Hospitality Management when you were there. And he sends you his warm regards. He was very pleased to hear of how your career has gone since you left Oxford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I missed on too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, perhaps you'll meet up again. I see him often. We're, yeah, we're still in yeah. touch. He's doing some mm. really interesting things too. Now, Sangmi, after you completed your master's, and I remember it, I have your dissertation right next to me, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. What did you do? How did you establish yourself as a wine professional? Because you managed to do that quite quickly. Mm, well, uh, originally, my plan was to continue my studies for PhD in Oxford Brooks, but unfortunately, I was unable to do so because I was very ill. <sighs> You know, I think I spent all my energy to achieve my master's and uh, WSET diploma. I was suffering from a serious cervical disc problem and uh, stomach disorder, which made it impossible for me to continue my studies. So So I decided to take a break for a year and return to Korea. Then uh, by chance... I had an opportunity to write about wine for a weekly news magazine and give wine lectures. And my articles and lectures received very positive feedback and I was given more opportunities to write and teach. Uh, Well, as I enjoyed meeting a lot of new people through my work, I decided to carry on as a wine journalist and educator And now I am writing for three news medias and teaching wine in academy and universities. 
Okay, well, that's a, that's a wonderful story. I've followed your career, and I've been very proud of how you've so quickly established yourself as a hugely respected wine writer, journalist, and educator in Korea. And I know you worked hard to achieve that. So congratulations on, on how you made a new life for yourself. Thank you. You've also recently been appointed the Managing Director of the Wine Academy. What will this job entail, and will you still be able to teach classes yourself? Yes, my main job as a managing director is teaching, including WSET programs and the master classes, seminars, Monday classes. And in addition, I also do communications with overseas wine program providers, such as WSET and Wine Scholar Guild. Yeah, that's my job. Okay, so a, a, a busy, a busy and fulfilling job, I'm sure. Who are the, your students? Who? Who wants to learn about wine in Korea? Well, a lot of people, you know, like um, some of them are university students and, you know, some just normal people as well. Also some restaurant owners, sommeliers, of course. For, for example, WSET Level 2 has really you know, a variety of people there. Well, uh, Level 3, yeah, I can see, you know, more professionals there. Uh -huh. Okay. And do you feel that since you've been back in Korea, there's a more interest in wine and uh, greater awareness and knowledge? Are people actually much more aware that... I, I remember when I visited Korea, and it is a long time ago, uh, maybe over 30 years ago, it was difficult to find wine in, in a dining context or even in homes. Actually, you know... The interest in wine uh, has significantly increased, especially during the uh, pandemic period. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. I think that's been the case in a lot of countries. Yes, I think so. There wasn't much else to do. <laughs> you know, due to the restrictions on travel, social interactions, people stayed home. And uh, so they chose, you know, something better to drink. And as a result, wine has become a popular choice over beer or soju, which people would, uh, you know, now typically consume. Comparing 2019 and 2022, in Korea, the wine import doubled both in volume and value. Wow, that's a very impressive statistic. Yeah. Last year, uh, as people started, you know, traveling and spending their disposable income outside again, we experienced a slowdown in the wine market. But still, what I heard is that the amount of wine consumption and the wine import is higher than that of 2019. Wow, amazing. I can't tell you the exact figures because the yearly statistics of 2023 have not been delivered yet. However, it is evident that wine consumption is on an increasing trend. I can see more restaurants have started putting wines on their menu and many dining places now allow BYOB. This shows that Koreans are now enjoying drinking wine not only at home but also outside, not only in Italian or French restaurants but also in Korean, Japanese, Chinese restaurants. This trend also led to a big increase in the number of wine students. Okay, that's that's really interesting. And do you find that the students are, or, or the wine consumers in Korea, are younger generation? Normally they are in their 20s, 30s, but uh, we also see some people uh, in their 70s as well. Okay, great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, tell me also about Korean grape wines, because I know you've written about Korean wines. 
I've never tasted any. Is this a new development? And will we see more Korean wines even in international markets? Korean wine grape cultivation began uh, 20, 25 years ago. But, you know, when, when I returned to Korea 10 years ago and tasted Korean wines, they were quite disappointing. <laughs> However, you know, over the years, the quality of Korean wines has improved dramatically. Uh -huh. um, I'm serving as a wine judge for Korea Wine Spirits Uh, awards and Asia Wine Trophy, where I taste wines from all over the world, including uh, Korean wines. Every year I discover how, how quickly the quality of Korean wines has been improving. Well, we have several varieties such as Cheongsu and Cheonghyang. Uh, they are uh, white grapes. Uh, Cheongsu is crisp and has fresh citrusy flavors, making dry whites and sweet wines. Some premium sweet wines made with Cheongsu taste quite similar to German Riesling, you know. Oh my. Yeah, and Cheonghyang is quite aromatic with flowery notes. I've tasted some sparkling wines made from Cheongyang and they have flavors of ripe fruits and flowers like acacia. And uh, red wines, we have uh, Campbell Early. That's a table grape, but we use this for winemaking as well. Red wines made from Campbell Early has a delicate uh, nuance of soy sauce. And I think that makes the variety to go well with Korean dishes. In addition, we have some varieties developed from Korean wild grapes. They are really interesting. We call it San Moru and it ripens very late. You know, because Korea has rainy summer, late ripening is good because they have time to evaporate excessive water from the berries to concentrate sugar and flavors. And uh, Samoru is quite tannic, uh, so it is often uh, blended with Camberoli, which has lower tannins. Wow, how interesting. I'll look forward to one day tasting these wines with you. Yeah, I promise that I will bring some bottles for you when I visit the UK. Great. <laughs> Now, I know you work with wines from around the world, and your first love was Portuguese wines, but I know you have a deep knowledge of and a connection with Italian wines. What attracts you to Italian wines? I'm a great fan of Italian wines, and I... Uh, Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, know and you I are. really love their diversity. <laughs> yeah. There are so many different types, you know, yeah, from light to refreshing and to firm and concentrated, elegant, bold. You know, even though I drink Italian wines all year round, I'm sure that I can still taste some different styles each time. Uh, however, you know, This diversity made it difficult for me when I was studying uh, my WSET diploma. There were so many regions, varieties that I had to learn by heart. Uh, but, but despite this challenge, Italian wines never made me get bored. There is always something new to discover. You're absolutely right. And you're, you're right too. Uh, Italian wines can be confusing and difficult to master. The number of native grape varieties, and as you say, wine is made in every one of Italy's 20 regions. Now, a, a connection that I think is important is that In Italy, one rarely drinks wine without eating, and the same seems to me to be part of the drinking culture in Korea, whether one's at a restaurant or in homes or in a roadside tent. The consumption of alcohol is always linked to eating something delicious, a nibble, an anju. Um, would you say there, there are similarities in the approach to the enjoyment of wine 
in Italy as well as in Korea? Yeah, well, in Korea, it is not common to drink alcohol without food. Yeah. That applies to all alcohol, not just wine. I uh, remember an interesting story. Um, an old colleague of mine who visited Korea told me that you Koreans really eat a lot. Well, he said, you know, after dinner, his Korean friends took him for drinks and then ordered a lot of dishes again. <laughs> <laughs> that was another huge yes. meal, he said. <laughs> yeah, and well, Koreans believe that drinking alcohol without food is bad for your health. Yeah, which is true. And uh, Koreans have a culture of juansang. Do you know juansang? No. Uh, it, it is a um, separate table setting for drinks and snacks, oh, okay. uh, which we call anju. Yes. So, yeah, our table with drink and anju, we call it juansang. Okay. Well, yeah, anju refers to the snacks for drinks. So, uh, well, traditionally, uh, Koreans have developed uh, various recipes for anju. And uh, many kinds of anju also uh, go very well with wine. And that was, well, actually the main topic for my dissertation, Korean food and wine pairing. Yes, well, let's turn to that now as well. Um, I, I think actually, Sangmi, one thing that also strikes me is that when I visited Korea, I found it one of the friendliest countries I've ever been to in the way that Italy is friendly. And that friendship mm. often comes around the table with food and the sharing of food yes. and and whether it's soju or or beer mm -hmm. or wine, it's it's a very convivial way of sharing yeah. and enjoying life. Yeah. And I think the, those um, similarities maybe show a link between the characters in of, of the Italian character and, and also the yeah. Korean character. Mm -hmm. Yes. Coming back to America, when Italy International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at vinitaly.com. Now, your, your dissertation, and I have it here, an exploratory study to develop Korean food and wine pairing criteria. As you say, it was an academic study. I know that was a challenge. It was a very rigorous with academic research that, that had to be tested. And I know you did a, a really, really good job on that and got a distinction. Without going into the you know, the details of this very rigorous study. Let's just talk about how, sticking with Italian wines, how do Italian wines work? Do they work particularly well with Korean foods? And what are maybe some of the pairings or food pairings that you think our listeners, when they are enjoying Korean food, what should they be looking for when they're looking to pair wines with Korean foods? You know I think I can talk about this for hours. Oh, yes, <laughs> but, I so. yeah, <laughs> let me mention, uh, you know, just some of the most popular Korean foods here. Thanks to their diversity, Italian wines are a great match for Korean cuisine. You know that many Korean dishes have strong flavors. So if you want to choose something safe, I'd recommend uh, refreshing Italian whites, such as, you know, soave, gavi, uh, Greco, yeah, because the crispness of the wines can cleanse your palate. Uh, um, one of the most popular Korean dishes is bibimbap. 
yeah, which consists yeah, which consists of oh, mixed yes. vegetables with rice, and you put the spicy chili sauce there. For bibimbap, I uh, I would recommend yeah Italian whites, and other spicy dishes like uh, kimchi or tteokbokki. Uh, you can also, they, uh, yeah, they can be also paired with dry Italian whites, but also, you know, Moscato Dasti and off-dry Prosecco can be a good choice too. Because uh, normally the alcohol makes spiciness stronger, but uh, Moscato Dasti has lower alcohol and some sweetness, which is very effective in uh, calming down the burning sensation of your palate. Oh, how fascinating. I never would have thought of that combination. Yeah, you better try that. <laughs> and uh, bulgogi is another famous Korean dish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the marinated barbecued beef that is something I eat maybe at least every week or so, I try to <laughs> Make that myself. Yeah. Well, uh, it isn't spicy, but it has uh, strong soy sauce flavors. Chapche also has soy sauce flavors because it is a mixture of glass noodle with vegetables and meat strips marinated with soy sauce. For these kind of dishes, I would suggest fruity light reds like Valpolicella because uh, the saltiness of the dish will accentuate the fruitiness of wine and the acidity of wine will help cut through any remaining fattiness of food from your palate. And uh, you know that um, Korean fried chicken has now become a worldwide dish, I suppose, you know? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. We have, you know, various kinds of fried chickens, deep fried, marinated with soy sauce or spicy chili sauce topped up with garlic or spring onions. Some of them even have uh, curry flavors. So for yeah. Korean fried chicken, uh, you know, the Italian whites can be a safer option. But uh, if you want to experience something special, then I would recommend Chianti or Chianti Classico. I think the flavors of the food and the wine pairs really well. Okay. Why does Chianti particularly suit? Because that yeah, of- the fried chicken also has some, you know, uh, some spicy flavors like some, uh, you know, peppers and yeah. uh, also, you know, some uh, very fresh fruits. Uh, and that goes very well with some, you know, the spices that we put uh, into the fried chicken dishes. Oh, I'm going to have to try that one too. And also the chicken fat and the Sangiovese, you know, tannin, they go very Mm -hmm. well as well. Okay. And also the uh, pan-fried dishes, you know, such as pajan. Well, pajan goes very well with uh, Altalanga sparkling wines. Oh, yes. There's wonderful, we call them pancakes, but the the spring onion pancake or the mung bean pancake, the binde dog. Wonderful, yeah, I, wonderful yeah, foods lovely. I love. And um, uh, for bintetak, I enjoy pairing them with Barbera and uh, sometimes Nebbiolo too. Oh, because, okay. you know, yeah, because, because the pan fried dishes uh, normally have milder flavor and they are not spicy. Okay. So they fully support Nebbiolo's delicacy to perform very well. And the oiliness of the food makes Nebbiolo and Barbera soft. Okay. And, and the chojang, the dipping sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a bit spicy, sweet, uh, sweet and uh, sour, spicy. They are, they are very yeah. good as well. And uh, finally, 
I want to recommend to try uh, Korean desserts such as rice cakes or rice cookies to enjoy with Vinsanto. Oh, they are one. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> well, that's been such a my mouth is watering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I know our listeners yeah. will be too. That's been such a good overview of uh, very detailed wine suggestions. I know this is a subject you spent a great deal of time thinking about and really working out in your mind what pairs well. So it's really good to have your expertise because I don't think there's probably anybody else that spent so much time studying this uh, with such precise detail. So it's a really great overview for our Italian wine podcast listeners. Now, Sangmi, I know you have a trip to Italy coming up very soon. Where will you be going and what are you most looking forward to about being back in Italy? Ah, uh, you know, I'm coming to Florence to attend Ante Prima Toscana. Okay. But this yeah, this is my third year to come to the event. And I really love Ante Prima because you know, I have the opportunity to taste a wide variety of Chianti and Chianti Classico and discover how diverse they are. Well, I could also feel the quality of Chianti Classico is improving every year, becoming more elegant. And last year, I presented a Chianti Classico masterclass focused on UGAs to Korean wine professionals. Uh, it was a great opportunity to explain the differences in styles among UGAs and the audience feedback was excellent. I'm, I am already excited to taste the new Chianti, Chianti Classico, Montepulciano and uh, other Tuscan wines that will be released this year. I will write an article about my experience and uh, share it with my students during lectures. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to that. And, of course, the UGAs are becoming much more important. The Unita Geografica Aggiuntiva, this, uh, the communal appellations now that are being applied yes. uh, in the Chianti Classico. So it's, uh, it's good to know that uh, in Korea you're giving that nuance of terroir uh, in your in your uh, education as well. You're not coming to Vin Italy this year then? Yeah, no, uh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm very sorry to hear that because I'll be there um, and I would have loved to have seen you again. Now, I have urged you to enroll in the Vin Italy International Academy to gain Italian wine ambassador credentials because you are just the sort of ambassador that the program is really designed for taking your love of Italian wines to your home. So I hope it's something you'll perhaps, I know you're very busy, but I hope it's something that you may be able to plan to do in the future. Definitely. I really want to become an Italian wine ambassador. And I think this is an excellent opportunity for me to gain a deeper understanding of Italian wines. And uh, well, I already bought the books, <laughs> Italian Wine Unplugged and Sangiovese Lambrusco. And I'm reading them from time to time. But, you know, this year, I was planned to register, but I couldn't uh, because, you know, um, I don't have enough time to study. This is my first year as a general di director, and I had to get used to the works at the Wine Academy. Well, I'm planning to participate next year, definitely, and I expect that Vin uh, Italy International Academy will expand my knowledge of Italian wines and, uh, well, 
which will be a great help in my articles and lectures. Great. Well, that is really good news to hear, and it'll be great to have you part of the global Vinitaly International Academy family. Yeah. Sangmi, yeah. it's been such a pleasure to catch up with you, to hear your voice, uh, for me to know that things are going so well for you. So thank you so much for being my guest today. I've really appreciated and enjoyed our, our chat. Thank you for having me here. I really enjoyed, you know, talking to you. And it made me want to try some of these Italian wine and Korean food pairings. So I'm going to be <laughs> definitely doing that. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, it, yeah, yes. Perhaps I will have some pajan this evening for dinner. Oh, that's a great idea. I would love to join you. Yeah. Okay. okay. I hope we see each other soon. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mark, for everything. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye, all the best. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin.